Hello, we are back. Took a little bit of a break here. Um, didn't have much to talk about, but it is draft week. Big, big fun. Uh, we're going to do this episode is going to be a big draft preview. We got breakdowns. Well, Mark's breakdowns. He did all the, the hard work. Got his breakdowns of all the players uh, and all the positions. We're going to go through probably the top five at each position. Um, go over their, you know, their strengths and weaknesses, why we have them, where we have them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll follow up in next week's episode with pretty much a draft re- recap and uh, kind of see where we hit or where we miss when in the later in, in the episode, we also do a mock draft live on this episode. So yep. lots of good stuff coming at you. We're just going to jump right into it. Mark, how's it going? Brennan, I'm well. How are you? I'm sick. If you can't tell, I'm uh, pretty nasally right now. Yeah, a little, a little stuffy. But we gotta gotta put in the work. So ready to uh, get into some draft talk and you know look at some guys. Maybe the Browns will be picking up this weekend. Yeah. Uh, one position I highly doubt they do address is the position we'll start off with here, and that is the quarterback position. Oh no. So I my my rankings are based on who I think is going to fit in the NFL, not exactly the order I believe they will be drafted okay. in the draft here, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, so just running through my top five real quick, uh, I have Tyree Jackson, the six seven two forty five pound quarterback uh, at Buffalo. I have him number five. I have Daniel Jones from Duke number four. Uh, Drew Locke, number three out of Missouri. Number two, I have Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And then finally, number one is Dwayne Haskins. Now, obviously, Murray's the rumored number one overall pick. Uh, I-, I think Haskins is just a better pure thrower. He's got a little bit of a stronger arm. Not as accurate as Murray, but... Uh, Haskins can also get out of the pocket a little bit. I think he's just uh, he's bigger. Uh, I think that'll definitely help him in the long run. I'm not a huge like oh you have to be this tall, but Murray's very thin. That's what sure. worries me about mm-hmm. him. Uh, so I think Haskins just has the the better body, uh, just as good of an arm, and he's very smart on the whiteboard too. So I think that will definitely help him. Yeah, um, I've actually been sold on the contrary. Um, I think at least coming in, I think Dwayne Haskins got has more to clean up technically than Kyler Murray. He's got mm-hmm. really good fundamentals and basics, you know, coming in. Sure. He's got a really smooth throwing motion, whereas Dwayne Haskins is still really inconsistent. He has trouble uh gaining the ball right on the line if he doesn't have have his feet lined up perfectly. So he's definitely got a lot of work to do there. I think coming out, Kyler Murray is just much more natural thrower. He can, like you said, their arms, n- not, neither of them have a much bigger arm than the other. They can both gun it downfield, I think. And, I, you know, like you say, Kyler Murray, you know, you got to watch out because he does have a thinner frame. However, he is a baseball player, and one thing baseball players do very well at, and that's the one thing a running quarterback needs to be good at, is sliding and avoiding contact. And I think that's something he was actually really good at in college and something, 
he he's kind of got a jump on most guys coming out of college who are runners who try to pile through guys i don't see him as that and i don't think he ever really was that so i think no. he's going to protect himself better than you would expect a young running quarterback coming out of college to but i think that's just because he had to do it in college as well because he's not that big guy so i mean taking hit you know for him taking hits is still taking hits yeah here's the thing obviously baker was considered the short quarterback last year mm-hmm. he was also 30 pounds heavier than murray that's yeah, my sure. biggest you know uh worry with him i think he could either be like a thinner russell wilson type of quarterback or he could be like a robert griffin the third that has a lot of skill mm-hmm. just is too thin too weak and ends up getting injured um Another guy I want to talk about real quick that I don't have even in my top 10, uh, and that is Clayton Thorson. I have him as my number 15 guy right now. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of potential. He has the size. uh, Very smart guy from uh, University of Northwestern. But there's a few things. He tore his ACL. Uh, His numbers weren't great at Northwestern. (laughs) And... It just it didn't match the potential that he has, I guess. So mm-hmm. uh, he might be a guy that you draft late and develop, and possibly have a pretty uh, good backup or even you know kind of a spot starter guy. And then also number six, Will Greer. There's been some chatter of him sneaking into the first round. Whether that's just draft rumor talk or what, I don't know. But that's something I keep an eye on Thursday night. I'll tell you, that's that's definitely one that kind of surprised me. I thought Will Greer would be in your top five, maybe for Daniel Jones. Another one who surprised me uh, you have is Tyree Jackson. I know that freakish athletic ability combination with size that he has is very intriguing. But, you know, I even heard, you know, just a couple months ago there, you know, he was being in talks in like the fifth or sixth round but i don't so what it was the probably the combine and yeah his his pro work that kind of changed your mind and bumped him up for you because you have him uh projected in the late second early third round area that's where i would take him uh i've been a pretty big jackson fan for the last couple years now uh him and anthony johnson uh was a great combination in college in the mac uh jackson i mean just with his size and speed and numbers he put up in college. I mean, honestly, if it was between him and Josh Allen, I would have took Jackson. He put up better numbers in college. He's bigger. He's faster. I'd, he's a far superior prospect to me than Josh Allen was last year. Yeah, Josh Allen scared the living hell out of me because yeah. we had to deal with Kaiser the year before that, and that's right. pretty much exactly what he was at least year one. So Right, and... With Jackson, biggest boomer bust potential. He could either be a pretty good starting quarterback or he could bust out of the league in three years. Uh, I mean, he taught himself how to throw a football by watching YouTube videos. So very, very raw kid. But if you get him in the right hands, I think he could be a pretty good player in the league, definitely. Yeah, he's a very intriguing prospect. Uh, I'll definitely keep my eyes out wherever he goes, see if he – gets an opportunity because like you said boomer bust but at the same time with where he ends up being drafted if he does go as high as that like late second round early third or if it's later on this is not going to be he's not going to be you know like a first or second round pick so it's right. not you know going to be too much bust i guess i mean after 
the the third, fourth rounds, once you get into that area, it's not really taken too big of a shot at it. So yeah, whoever gets them is definitely going to have a fun project on their hands. Yeah, and you know, I we forgot to mention this at the beginning of the episode, but I did post my. Uh, all of my rankings, I have a top 100. I'm going to edit it and uh, have a uh, mock draft and then our uh, all Browns mock draft as well. It's on our Twitter, Cardiacron Mark, and then Cardiacron Kids as well will be on both of those. Um, yeah, the only other thing I want to say about the quarterbacks is my number 12 and number 14, and that is Easton Stick from North Dakota State and Trace McSorley from Penn State. These two guys probably don't have a future at quarterback in the NFL, but both of them are very athletic and competitors, and it would not surprise me seeing them try and move to another position, kind of like Taysom Hill um, over at New Orleans. So that's something to keep uh, keep an eye on, just maybe you know a couple years down the road rather than this year. You got to do what you got to do to get a career. Exactly. All right, moving on to running backs here. Uh <laughs> My number five guy, I have Daryl Henderson from Memphis. Number four, Damian Harris from Alabama. Uh, number three, a little bit of a surprise guy, I guess, is Divine Ozigbo from Nebraska. Number two is Miles Sanders from Penn State. And number one is Joshua Jacobs from Alabama. And just right on the edge of that, number six, I did have Mike Weber from Ohio State. Yeah, uh Mike Weber is I I kind of hope that's somebody the Browns look at it when they get to like the 4th 5th round and especially uh, when they trade Duke probably if that happens I mean they they've made some statements that would you know argue the contrary that they you know like even though he you know may have requested a trade or I don't know if that was official or not nah I I think it was just kind of rumored some talk yeah, yeah. If if they opt to keep him, I I I love it. If they decide to you know give him his wish, if he does want traded, send him away and pick up somebody like a Mike Weber in the mid rounds, that's fine with me too. Um, he's the only pretty much the only name I know on this list. I haven't done uh, well. Another one I know is Bryce Love, which I know was a big name early early on and you know last year and now it looks like he really fell yeah um uh, love had a pretty bad uh torn acl was that this year i thought he was right knee oh okay so i thought he hurt that the well he, he uh i'm sorry he played this past year after injuring it and he just he, he wasn't the same okay um he joshua hurt. jacobs is a, a guy i think that wound up being good i'm sorry what was in no it wasn't like early on though like for the first I don't know. First half of the college season was he in their like Heisman race? Like that was well? last. That was a year before. Oh, that was last yep. year. Okay. Yep. Yeah, my bad. Again, no, you're good. I, I don't pay it enough all blends attention. Together, right? That's why. That, that's why you do all the yeah. this kind of stuff. I got the other. I got the hot takes and awful opinions. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> uh, Joshua Jacobs, I think, seems like the consensus number one guy. Uh, he had minimal usage at the college level, which mostly I'm, I'm a big guy and I like uh, college players that have started quite a bit of games. Yeah. But at the running back position, I have a complete opposite. I'd rather them be more minimal usage the show, but have production at the same time. And that's a nice thing with Jacobs is, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't used a whole lot at Alabama. 
But, I mean, if you watch his tape, he has the size, speed, athleticism to produce early and often in his career. Well, how did Nick Chubb work out for us? It, yeah. Hey, I'm not saying it's uh, every time type of case, but that's just how right. I like it more. Because as much as we love Chubb, you know, maybe in five years he's worn down and we have to look elsewhere. Hopefully not. Shut it. I'm just saying. Could be a possibility. No, I did see that there was that was kind of one one of the only concerns with him is because I, I actually just came across an article about this earlier today that you know his production and or well, his usage not his production but you know how much he was out there and how much work he really got to do and it was kind of like a gray area like how do you interpret that so talk, yeah right and for Jacobs yeah uh, a guy like Chubb not afraid of contact. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, you, you never know. Uh, Ozigbo from Nebraska, love the dude. I know the Browns love the dude as well. So look for him to possibly be a guy that they look at uh, <coughs> probably in the fourth or fifth round, since especially since we have three fifth round picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, definitely a big back. But Ozigbo, one year wonder kind of production. Oh, okay. So, you know, scary there a little bit. Right, exactly. Some risk factor. Uh, if they look for more of like a kind of scat back quicker guy instead of a power guy like Ozigbo, I'd look at Jordan Scarlett in like the sixth round, sixth or seventh round. Uh, he's from Florida, 5'11", 208. He's, he's definitely a workout warrior type of guy. You know, kind of like the DK Metcalf-esque. You know, he's got the shredded body and the, you know... Uh, crazy biceps and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, there is a little bit of character concerns with Scarlett and his vision seems to come and go, mm. but I think he'd be a nice third down running back uh, to replace Duke. And I, honestly, between Hunt and Chubb, we aren't going to even, I would say Hunt's probably going to end up being our third down running back or if not Hilliard, I think is a pretty solid option. So just having a third or fourth running back later in the draft until Hunt can get back is probably pretty key to get. Yeah, I I totally see. Like like I said, if if they do let Duke go, they have to go that they have to pick someone else. I don't like Hilliard that much to hold it down the first half of the season. Hmm. I think you need a little more shebang there. I mean, he he did okay, and you know when he was out there, that was fine. Right, but that was a very very limited role. So, I mean, you, I guess you can't you know guess what would happen if it was expanded a little bit. But I would like to see if we opted to get rid of Duke to pick somebody up in the fourth or fifth round and at least give Hilliard some competition. Yeah. And you're also going to need that depth because, you know, you have – I don't know who else they have on the roster there right now. I'm sure they have some camp nobodies or whatever signed. But you, you want to have Chubb and then Hilliard and X guy here who's actually competing for that third down back that – you know, back up, running back, yeah, kind of spell roll until give Chubb a little break on a series. Exactly. Yeah, because he's going to get some work. I mean, right. Chubb's not going to be out there every down. So, how would you feel about if trade Duke, keep Hilliard as our third down back, and then draft a guy like Weber until Hunt gets back? Yeah, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I think I'd be, I would be too. Uh, my favorite running back, who I just found out about yesterday, doing some last minute research, Squally Canada. Redshirt senior from BYU. I have no information on him other than I love his name. 
Can't go wrong with a cool name, man. Right. 5'11", and ran a four five eight forty. That's good enough for me. Not too shabby. All right. Well, we'll move on to receivers here. And this was probably the toughest group I oh, had so to many. rank. I, I, I love so many guys. And I left out a couple guys like uh, Hardman uh, from Georgia and Dylan Mitchell from Oregon. Like, I left out a couple, couple guys like that. Hold so. on here. Hold on here. Uh-oh. Hold the phone. Uh-oh. No, this is this is a surprise to me. And uh, we had a big argument about this a while ago. All I am right. Su- well, you know, let me get to it. When you got... Okay. Let me get to uh, we'll it. Let, get, let him uh, go ahead and read it out. But there, there's a bit of a, a shocker in here if you listen to one of our and you know our previous episodes talking about there's one a lot of guy. There's a lot of hot takes in this receiving and a lot of... yeah. So number five, I got J-Jaw. I got J.J. Whiteside from Stanford. Number four, A.J. Brown from Ole Miss. Number three, I have Andy Isabella, the local Ohio kid from UMass. Number two, I have D.K. Metcalf from Ole Miss, and I know that is the surprise Brandon's alluding to, but I will defend myself. Here, after I say number one receiver, Hakeem Butler from Iowa State. Well, first of all, first off, you don't have to defend yourself to me. I'm with it. I was a I was a Metcalf fan, but look, you got you got some of the the big guys going. Or one, I'm not gonna say going early, but you have big guys at the top of your leaderboard here. Yeah, uh, with Metcalf, I think. I'm buying uh, after his pro day. He had a better three cone drill and things like that. And shuttle run. He was not as slow as Tom he, Brady. Finally, after his, <laughs> his second pro day. But you know, thinking about it, I I did a little more evaluating. Kind of watched him a little bit more. I I did bump him up to number two because I think the potential he has of Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. I, I think he could really become a stud in this league. But that's if he can kind of you know sharpen up his route running and. Mm-hmm. Prove that he's not just a big guy who can run fast and out jump you. But even so, like if if all he does is catches two or three passes a game, but for a hundred yards because the passes he does catch are big plays, right? He'll take it. Sure. If he's getting a thousand yards a season, but it's only on like fifty catches mm-hmm, and some touchdowns yards per average. Yeah, right. Uh, I think another hot take there is definitely Andy Isabella, number three. I've been super high on him. I think he's got a lot of T.Y. Hilton in his game. I think uh, Isabel is going to be uh, not only a really good deep threat, I think he's going to be a really hard worker, and he's going to really defi- uh, sharpen up his underneath routes and things of that nature. I'm terrified of the Steelers drafting him, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think him and Juju would just destroy. Just beast. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let's hope that doesn't happen. I know if you're listening, you're probably asking about Marquise Brown. Uh, there's been some first-round round talk about him. But with the Liz Frank injury that he had, he had to have surgery on that. And kind of like Kyler Murray, very light. He's only 166 pounds. That's very worrisome to me as well. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's obviously what he looks like, plays like. Just very worrisome that – he can last in the league. I don't, I don't know if he can. <clears throat> I'll tell you this. I picked him up 
I imported the roster on Madden. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Marquise Brown is a Cleveland Brown reunited with Baker Mayfield. And he's currently a 94 overall. Jeez. He, he's like a 97 speed. So pretty much I just send him deep. He outruns the defense. I just toss it up. And touchdowns, baby. Touchdowns. Hmm. Okay. So if he could do that in the league. You're all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. All about it. Uh, another guy I would keep your eye on is Jalen Hurd from Baylor. He used to be Tennessee starting running back, transferred over, switched to receiver. Six foot five, two hundred twenty six. He normally played in the slot at Baylor. Dude is very refined for his first year as a wide receiver. Big target, lot of potential. Pure football player. Uh, played running back in the red zone. While at Baylor as well, so different mismatches and stuff. I think Freddie Kitchens would have a blast if he had a talent like Jalen Hurd. I uh, even—I mean, he's big enough. You could even throw him at like a tight end. I like your comparison uh, of Terrell Pryor. Before I even looked at it, that's the name that popped in my head when you talked about him transitioning to wide receiver Mm -hmm. and doing it pretty naturally and smoothly. And they're both big athletes, right? Um, let's see who else here. Oh, Paris Campbell. I have him a little bit. Uh, lower, I have him 11th as my wide receivers, but I still have him as a late second, early third. I got, I got a lot. I have 18 guys with a fourth ground, fourth round grade or better. Shows you, you know, the kind of talent that they have here in this draft. Uh, do you see anything else that stands out to you? Um, no, just the, I mean the other Ohio State guy, McLaurin. I mean, yeah. he's uh, yeah. I have him. You, got, you actually nine. have him ahead of uh, Paris Campbell. I thought maybe that would be a little bit flip flopped, but they're both you know just steady guys. Nothing spectacular about really either of them, but right, just solid all around. So yeah, uh, and then finally, my number twenty guy is actually David Sills the fifth. He was offered a quarterback scholarship when he was in eighth grade by Lane Kiffin over at USC. Mm-hmm. Then ended up uh, getting injured. His throwing motion kind of went wonky. Decided to become a receiver uh, at West Virginia. So he's definitely a guy, kind of cool story. Definitely would uh, see him uh, in the sixth round or so, probably fifth, sixth round, mm-hmm. I would say. So, yeah. Uh, moving on, we're going to go to tight ends. This is a very athletic group. I, I like this group a lot. Yeah, very much so. A lot, a lot of more speed guys, more oh, yeah, pass-catching tight ends coming out this year. And I think that's kind of what it's transitioning to. Definitely. I don't think you're gonna we're going to see very many big, old-school blocking tight ends going forward. It's a passing league. It's transitioning to this, this era. So you're going to s- start seeing a lot more draft classes tight ends like this yeah definitely like for example number five jace sternberger from texas a&m definitely a wide receiver in a tight ends body uh number four you got irv smith jr add a little bit of weight and he can become a better blocker but right now he's definitely a more of a route runner with good quickness dawson knox number three from old miss he is just a very interesting guy he had zero touchdowns while playing college. He never scored a touchdown. He was a freak athlete. I think he could definitely uh, be molded into something special. But, again, he's pretty much a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Just like Noah Fant at number two from Iowa. 
the one guy out of these five I list, TJ Hawkinson, he's pretty much a do-it-all type of tight end. Uh, fits that Travis Kelsey, Gronk type of mold as a guy. I love him as a prospect. I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm a Noah Fant guy myself. Mm-hmm. He's, he seems to really have uh, made a jump in his projections. I think, I mean, not even just where you have him ranked, but, you know, from a couple months ago nationally, he went from probably like a third yeah. round guy, like late second, third round guy, and he's jumped up to, you know, very likely a first round guy to, you know, team who is looking to add, you know, at that tight end position and add, you know, a I solid think, receiver there. I think Fant was always like a, at worst, early second round guy, but to NFL guys, not to like the public. Okay. Does that make sense? And like then they, I they think, saw through it. Exactly. They already knew. Exactly. That's like with Dawson Knox. That's what I see. I see more of, it's definitely a projection, mm-hmm. but I, if I'm the Browns and for, I, I have him with a first round grade, but if Dawson Knox is sitting for the Browns and like the hell I'd even take him, you know, third round. I know it's not a big need, Especially, you know, we signed Harris, we have Njoku, but I think, man, Knox in there at 80 or even 119, if he made it that far, I I would definitely consider it. Absolutely. Um, another guy keep an eye on, Trevin Wesco. He's from West Virginia. Pretty much a poor man's Heath Miller type of guy. He's a good uh, blocker who is definitely going to fight hard after catch. He'll never be, like, your starting tight end, but he's that type of guy that, like, he's in 10 or 15 different versions of Madden. You know, like, he's just – he carves out a career just randomly. You'll see him on different teams and, you know, things like that. Definitely a uh, guy who's just going to stick around, do special teams, you know, block in the red zone, just dirty kind of guy. But that's what – that NFL needs those type of guys still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean – it's it's changing, but not that fast. I mean, there's right. there, there's still a need for you know teams are keeping one or two of them them blockers get down in the dirt kind of guys. Guys, you can also you know swing to that fullback position too because not a lot of teams are not every team has a Kyle Jusevich or whatever his name is for the yeah. the forty niners. Yeah, got sure. a real like true utility you know fullback. So Swiss Army just, knife type right. of guy. Yeah. So I mean, you throw you get one of those guys on your roster, and you could just throw them in at you know running or half. Third time's the charm here. Fullback. There you go. And uh, yeah, throw them in there. Fills an extra position on the roster, one that you don't use a lot, but hmm. and help helps in certain situations for sure. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, moving on to interior offensive line. We won't go super detailed into them. Uh, number five, I have Michael Dieter from Wisconsin. Number four, Elgton Jenkins from Mississippi State. Number three, I actually have Cody Ford from Oklahoma. A lot of see, people see him as a offensive tackle. I would move him into guard. Number two, Chris Lindstrom from Boston College. And number one, Garrett Bradbury from NC State. Uh, I would say Bradbury... And Jenkins for sure are gonna probably be or for sure are gonna be centers. Lindstrom can play guard or center. Ford and Dieter, I'd stick at guard. So uh, 
for you Ohio State fans out there, I have Michael Jordan, number 12, <laughs> with a fifth-round grade. So, yeah, you have anything to add to that? You're just disrespecting the goat out here. No big deal. Who's that? Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no real comments. Um, I wouldn't be su- surprised if we drafted a guy later on. I think I think we could just add some depth, have someone to compete. Yep. Um, we got that, you know, right guard position. We're hoping Austin Ryder's going to come out and steal, the, you know, Corbett. take the job for Austin Corbett. What I say, Ryder. Oh yeah, this, yeah. Um, wrong Austin. Yeah, wrong Austin. That's it's it's the sickness getting mm-hmm. to my brain, guys. Right, right, right. But yeah, Austin Corbett. Hopefully, hopefully he takes the job. If not, you you're gonna want you know some guys competing for it and let the best man win. Yeah. Uh, move over to offensive tackles. I actually really like this class as well. There's probably 12 different guys I would be very happy if we ended up with. Uh, number five, I have Yadni Kajust from West Virginia. No relation to Devin from Hard Knocks last year, so I'm sorry. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, he, you know, if so, he wouldn't make it very long because he'd get lost in his crystals and give up after a year. Yeah, so. Wow. Uh, number four, Dalton Risner from Kansas State. Uh, could pro- He has some center experience, so it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up moving inside. Mm-hmm. Number three, Jonah Williams, uh, one of your guys. He could also move inside as well, just depending on which team drafts him and the situation he's in. Number two, I have Jawan Taylor from Florida. Pretty much a mauler over at right tackle. And then number one I'm super high on is Andre Dillard from Washington State. Uh, my pro comparison is super hot take is Joe Thomas. I think uh, once Dillard sharpens up his run game, kind of gets a little nasty streak in him, I think he's got pro bowl potential for a really long time. I actually have him number six on my top 100 board. Wow, that might be a, a nice little hot take there for you. Uh, yeah, I... Don't know much about these guys. I like definitely like my guys to be lengthier though at at a tackle position. I see the guy you have at six. He's definitely fits that category at six foot yep. seven. You're a little bit Caleb, worried about yeah. his uh, Caleb McGarry. Caleb McGarry, yeah, you're a little bit worried about his mobility. It looks like, but yeah, you know, sometimes that that length can help make up for it. Sure, yeah, um, with, a la Orlando Brown. Yeah, well, he was yeah <laughs> with McGarry. I, can he needs to have quicker feet? Can he, you know, today's edge rusher, a lot of quickness out there. So can he handle that? Is definitely his biggest question mark. Yeah, and another one that surprises surprises me a little bit is you have Greg Little, you know, going all the way in the fourth round. I think that would be you know a little bit low. I thought he was you know at least early on in the process was one of the top tackles. I don't know what's changed. Was he's the one with the really bad? Like pro day, just overall. Well, he or? didn't have a good combine, and I've combine. always been a little low on him as well already. Right. Uh, he was a former five star recruit who just didn't live up to the hype, didn't dominate like a five star recruit should. I, I don't like guys like that. If you're a five star and you struggle early on, and you're kind of just based on just a potential type of deal. Um, I mean, I would be okay if the Browns took him in the fourth or fifth round. Just wouldn't be my first choice. I love Ali Udo from Elon. Uh, 
He's a big right tackle that shows a lot of potential. Just a little inconsistent, but and he's got long arms. He's also six foot five. So that's you know their prototypical tall, big offensive yeah. tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, Titus Howard, I have him at number nine. There's uh, been a lot of chatter with him, possibly a uh, top 60 type of draft pick. So I would uh, watch out for that. And then number 12, Max Sharp, Sharping excuse me, from Northern Illinois. He's definitely a guy the Browns should take a look at in that fourth or fifth round if he makes it. I have him as a late fourth, early fifth. I think he would be a perfect guy to have behind Greg Robinson, sit on the bench for a year, kind of learn the game, uh, and kind of tighten up his footwork. It gets a little sloppy. He's got experience at both offensive tackle spots. He's 6'6", 327, and he's got good athletic ability. So that's definitely a guy I'm looking at in the fourth or fifth round for us. Sounds good. We yeah. uh, we ready to hop the trenches once again and get over to the defensive side of the ball. Let's do it. Yeah, we got. You have the defensive line next. Yeah, so I got. Sweet. I just kind of combined defensive edges or defensive ends and edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Montez Sweat from Mississippi State. Number four, I have Rashawn Gary from Michigan. Number three, Brian Burns from Florida State. Two, <laughs> the the good Josh Allen from Kentucky. And then the unanimous number one, Nick Bosa from Ohio State. Obviously, Bosa's the guy. I think him and Josh Allen are pretty close. I just I have Bosa a little bit better. Uh, Bosa's my number one on my, my top 100 board. Um, I... There's a lot of guys that I do like in this class, but in that third to fourth round type of area. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy I'm in love with is Max Crosby from Eastern Michigan. I think he's got like TJ Watt light written all over him. He's a workout warrior type of guy. He put up good production at Eastern Michigan. Uh, I mean, there are you know some concerns as always, uh, but. Overall, I think he's a guy the Browns would love to have as like a, a third edge rusher and possibly even take over for Vernon in two or, two or three years when his contract's up. Uh, yeah, going, you know, later round guys, a guy I like is Joe Jackson. Yeah. He, uh, you have him at 17, fifth round projected. But he is a, he's a good speed rusher. He's, he's quick. You can get around the edge quickly. <coughs> so Excuse me. That's somebody... He's a big oh. guy too. He's two hundred seventy five pounds. Yeah, so he's got the size. Size. He's got the speed. I think he. We're not going to be looking to really get an edge rusher anywhere in our with our first couple of picks, but if we start getting to that that area where it's later rounds and we start start looking at like best available player, and he's one of those guys, I'd love to see us you know swoop him in the fifth round or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, rumors are starting to swirl here the last few days about Montez Sweat. Uh, I believe he has a heart condition that is causing some teams to panic. <coughs> so keep an eye out for him. He might be a guy that slides down, and depending on where Dorsey has him on the uh, big board, might uh, be a guy he looks to trade up to if he feels comfortable with the medicals. Sure. I don't think he's going to make it out of the first round, but always an, you know, always a possibility. So definitely... Uh, could be something to keep an eye on draft night as well. 
there there's always something every draft yep. you know whether it's uh the tackle the offensive tackle with the gas mask yeah where me was it gary and conley or whatever it was that yeah that was a few had days like before a, yeah somebody yep. had a video drop a f- few days before so and he was projected to be you know really high and then yep. he started slipping so there, there's always one prospect out there at least who something comes up you know right before the draft and teams start to get a little bit scared so you see him fall so mm-hmm. definitely interesting to keep your eye on that situation yeah one guy before we move on i want to point out is my number 10 jakai polite from florida he had an awful uh lead up to the draft his uh testing numbers were bad his interviews were really bad he i mean he i was really high on him but after watching all this I thought he was going to end up being a top 15 player. I have him all the way down now to the third round. Again, that kind of fits Dorsey's MO, you know. Taking a chance on Taking a chance makers. on a guy who is later than his talent suggests. So uh, I think Polite could still be good, but he definitely needs to prove that he's got his head on straight and those testing numbers were kind of a, a glitch rather than the real thing. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, Probably my – between receivers and interior defensive linemen, these are probably my two favorite positions this draft. I love a lot of different guys in the interior defensive line. Um, But, again, top five. Number five, I have Charles Omenihu from Texas. Number four, Jerry Tillery from Notre Dame. Number three, I have Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State. Uh, number two, I actually have Quinnen Williams, number two, from Alabama. And number one, I have Ed Oliver. A lot of people have Williams, it seems like, before Oliver. Especially in mock drafts, you see Williams going number two or three, usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, just, I think Oliver is just a freak. I mean, he's got the speed to play middle linebacker if he needed to. The only thing you have to worry about a guy like Oliver is if he can keep his weight up. Uh, they weighed him at 287 at the combine, but he possibly was specifically trying to bulk up as much as he could. But his testing numbers were still great at that weight, so it shows he's a real uh, freak of nature. Yeah, I think he's. It's definitely pretty clear he's going to be a monster coming out. You know, Quinn and Williams too. I mean, the top three they're all pretty pretty safe solid picks there i know we've talked a lot about jeffrey simmons in the past Mm. as well um there's so much talent in this draft on defense like kaylin saunders at number eight he's mm -hmm. like uh i mean he he does a back he can do backflips he's six foot 324 pounds i remember i remember you know uh i mean ohio state guys love draymond jones i'm a little iffy on him but i think he could end up being a good player uh, the Browns, I know for sure, have uh, brought in Tristan Hill from Central Florida, as well as Rennell Wren from Arizona State. Rennell Wren is an interesting guy. Uh, he's a physical freak of nature, and he's got elite traits, but his production in college was short. So that's definitely a Dorsey thinks we can get the best out of him and get him to his full potential type of pick. But Rennell Wren in the third round is definitely definitely a very real possibility. And if he's got any relation to Kylo Ren, he can use the Force to help him out a little bit. I have never seen a Star Wars movie. 
you're an awful person. I know. That's Moving what on. Uh, it's a small school Scott, a small school guy that I am in love with is Michael Dogby from Temple. Love the dude. Uh, he's right now 6'3", 284. If you get him up to like 300, 305, put him at defensive tackle next to Richardson and Ogunjobi, oh, could end up being a seal of the draft. That was in my notes. I think he could end up being a, a stud. Uh, a lot of people have him in the sixth or seventh round. I have him in the fourth, fourth and fifth round area. <clears throat> and the Browns again have three fifth round picks. He's got the name for it already. So exactly, bring them on in. Yeah, Kingsley Kiki is another guy I really like from Texas Tech. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of good talent. I love Omenihu from Texas. I think just kind of like I was saying with Dogby, put put some ten to fifteen pounds on him. Just use his length and quickness to outwork guards and centers and just let him lose let him go for it uh definitely really high on him though uh do you have anything to add to the defensive line interior defense line not really just really wishing that we had some more some, some top picks this year but at the same time that's because we are already blessed with an amazing team so i want to i want to I hope they draft two do? interior defensive linemen this draft. I just I think they're so deep and stuff. I think they can afford drafting two. <coughs> yeah. Um, there's yeah, it's it's so deep. You know, you can pick up guys in the fourth and fifth round and guys who have a chance to be really good. I mean that there's always that chance, but just so much talent overall. It's right on the defensive side of the ball, it's crazy. Um, getting into the next position on the defensive side of the ball, we're dropping back to the linebacker position. Yeah, I have uh, Joe Giles Harris from Duke, number five. Mac Wilson from Bama, number four. Blake Cashman from Minnesota, number three. Devin Bush from Michigan, number two. And Devin White from LSU, number one. Uh, I'm going to skip all those top five guys for a second to talk about my man, Ben Burkirvan. Uh Six foot 230 out of Washington. Very small for a linebacker. However, he had a 176 tackles last year. That's, that's insane. Baller, yeah. The, to me, that screams special teams ace mm-hmm. and like rotational type of linebacker. Because if, if a... If you're a guy who makes 176 tackles in the Pac-10 or just any D1 school, you can find a spot in the NFL. Yeah, and if we're talking about uh, some later round guys first, uh, I know we've previously talked about a guy I like a lot is Khalil Hodge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You have him down there a little bit. Would love the Browns to swoop him up in you know, that, that later round area. Yeah, so, I have him as a fifth round pick. I think that's pretty a little higher than people have been rating him, but I think that's pretty good value right there. Yeah, if if, he, if he's available in the fifth round, please swoop him up. Especially if we didn't grab one of the these other guys earlier on. If we're still sitting there in that fourth or fifth round area, and we haven't went with a linebacker, which is one of the one definitely one of the areas we need to draft and draft high enough to where whoever we do pick has is competing for. Mm-hmm. Not just a you know roster spot, but 
and there's starting been, spot. I don't know if you saw today, there was a little bit of uh, rumors going around that Joe Schobert might be on the trading block. No. No, you didn't see it, or no, you don't want it to happen? Yes. No, fair enough. I would hate it, but I think Dorsey might realize the cap situation is going to be rough, and he might feel like he can uh, draft Schobert's replacement, have him for cheaper. Yeah. I hope they keep him, but, you know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I would hate to see that happen. He's he's a... uh... He's an anchor on that defense. I mean, he he keeps it together. He's you know you saw the difference it made when he was wasn't there, and you can f- you can find that with somebody else. I know, but right right now in the direction that we're going, we got we don't want to mess with what we got. You know what I mean? We finally right. got things trending right. So, right. Well, hey, no, you're the one who always uh, you're the one who always says to trust Dorsey. So here you go. If he mm-hmm. trades him, you gotta trust him. Yeah. I guess. Hmm. Uh, last guy outside the top five, Jermaine Pratt. Love his game. He uh, started only one year at linebacker, but he played safety prior to that. Uh, he has great motor and sideline side to sideline <laughs> speed. He's going to be a will linebacker and a 4-3 in the NFL. I think draft him, sit him a year, put him behind Kirksey, then at the end of next year, get rid of Kirksey and have Pratt step right into that. Because Kirksey's a little pricey right now. I could see us working our way away from Christian Kirksey. And Definitely. I could be okay with that. Yeah. I I, actually, I, I like him. Don't I, get me wrong. I usually get rid of him year, year two or three whenever I do a Madden franchise, which I've done about 30 with the Browns. So I've done 30 different builds with the Cleveland Browns and Madden and about ninety percent of them, he he's gone pretty pretty early. So yeah, and I think he's a linebacker that's not going to improve a whole lot. Uh, you know who he is and what he can do for you, sure. and what he's getting paid and what his production I mean, is. He's a really good locker room guy. He is. He's, yeah, he, he's, he loves Cleveland. Oh yeah. So it'd be tough to see him get gone, but you know, gotta do what's best for the team. Sure, sure. Uh, I think. <coughs> excuse me. Devin White's definitely the best linebacker in the draft. I, I don't like using linebacker or drafting linebackers in the top 10, but White, White is one of those guys that I think actually is that good that I would be okay with drafting him in the top 10. Just needs to work on processing plays a little bit quicker, and once he does that, he's pro bowler. Yeah, I think he's a beast. He's... He, yeah, he's just really good. He's yeah. going to come in. He's going to stand out on whatever team that he's on. You're going to notice him whenever you're watching defense. And sometimes that's that's something you don't see a ton is like that guy who jumps out, that guy whose name is popping up every other play. But that's the kind of guy he could be coming right out the gate. So he, he's definitely very good. Uh, you know, the other Devin you got on there is also really good, Devin Bush. Yeah. Definitely, he's fast. He's a little, little smaller than Devin White, but uh, he's a little bit better with his reaction processing. So, uh, those, I mean, those two guys, I think, are going to be and Blake Cashman. I think all three of them are going to be ten-year starters. White and Bush definitely have a better chance of making a Pro Bowl than Cashman, but I think all three of them are going to find very good success in the NFL. 
So, uh, yeah, we'll move on to cornerbacks. This is another really, really good and deep possession. Uh, top five, I have number five, Amani Aruweri from Penn State. Number four, Rock Yasin from Temple. Three, I got Greedy Williams from LSU. Two, I have Justin Lane from Michigan State. And my number one is Byron Murphy from Washington. I found out that Byron Murphy's uncle is Mike Bibby. Oh, really? Isn't that awesome? Mike Bibby. I mean, <laughs> Murphy was already my number one guy, but after I read that, I was like, yep, that solidifies it. Big three star. Love Murphy. I think, I mean, very good IQ. He plays bigger than he is. He's a ball hawk. Great short area quickness. He reminds me of kind of a lot of uh, Denzel Ward in a, a couple different ways. Uh, very similar to Brent Grimes when Grimes was like a stud as well. Justin Lane, uh, Cleveland kid, he tweeted this morning that he woke up feeling dangerous. Mm. And he always talks about how he wants to come back home and play for the Browns and stuff. I think that would be awesome. And he, I love Justin Lane, the player, as well. So I'd be good with it, not only from the hometown vibe, but the the player vibe as well. Oh, he's got some his work cut out wishing for that to happen if he's wanting to go in the first round as well. So Yeah, I, I'm higher on him than a few others, but I, I know yeah. there's a, a little group following that has him as the number one cornerback in the the draft. Um but yeah, I if he makes it to forty nine you you sweep him up no doubt. I I would take Simmons over him, but barely. I'd barely take Simmons over him. Yeah. I like uh this is this is pure name, but Rakusin. Love Rakusin. Uh fun fact, he was a high uh high school state wrestling champion. Two time actually state wrestling champion. Well, I hope he knows how to tackle then. Yes. Yeah. He, he better have a a clean tackling form. He's he looks like he was his body was molded out of clay. I mean he's just shredded, uh, and he's got a lot of potential matched with it. But he's got to work on his uh, technique a little bit. I think he would do great under Steve Wilkes in that regard. Uh, I mean, I just and the name is awesome. Love the name. Uh, later on in the draft, I know the Browns really like Kadar Holman from Toledo. Very similar to EJ Gaines. I think he has the potential to be a number one guy. Uh, he's pretty good against the press rather than the zone, however. And Steve Wilkes likes to run a lot of zones. So it's interesting that Wilkes runs zone, and that's what he likes. But then Holman is not as good in the zone, but yet they're showing interest in him. Yeah, well, he's going to have to adapt because I feel like uh... – Denzel Ward is a very man-man type of quarterback. Oh, yeah. And you got to let him do that work sometimes. Yeah, but like with Ward, he he's better at man, but he can do both. And maybe yeah, that's I mean, kind of what they see yeah, with Holman. He's, he's real well-rounded for sure. They, they might see as him being more well-rounded than is usually noted. Right. Um, let's see. Another guy like Sean Bunting from Central Michigan Dane Brugler is really, really high on bunting. Uh, I'm not as high. He's skinny and he lacks body mass. He's not very technical. But uh, when the ball's in the air, he suffocates opponents, which is really nice to have in the NFL. 
Bunting, I have late second, early third, but don't be surprised if he ends up going late first, early second. He's another guy who's really rising up draft boards. Then finally, one more guy I want to point out is Kendall Sheffield from Ohio State. I have him all the way down at 21. Uh, dude is an elite athlete, five star or four or five star recruit coming out of high school. He went to Bama, uh, then went the JUCO route, and then came over to Ohio State. Uh, he could develop as a bump and run corner, but I would like to see him move to free safety. I think he would kind of be like a Demarius Randall type of move to free safety. Uh, although Sheffield's not played any free safety, I think that'd be a really nice, smooth transition for him. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, that would work out really well for him. I think so as well. Yeah. Well, you want to move on to the final position here? The last and with recent events, definitely not the least. Yeah. Safety. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Abram, number five from Mississippi State. Number four, I have Amani Hooker from Iowa. <coughs> three, I have Chancey Gardner Johnson from Florida. Number two, Nasir Adderley. And number one, Juan Thornhill from Virginia. Uh, Taylor Rapp is a guy who has a lot of fans. I'm not one of them. I have him at number eight. He's probably one of the more popular names right now. Darnell Savage is another guy who is really popular, uh, visiting a lot of teams and things like that. Uh, Savage ran a very good 40 time. Browns are very interested in him as well. Size is a little worrisome. I mean, he's uh, 5'11", 198. I don't see a guy really succeeding that well guarding tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some pretty good players later on. Sheldrick Redwin from the U, I like a lot. Guy I'm really high on is Yugo Chukwu Amadi from Oregon. He's a little bit smaller. Again with the names. Right, I know. <laughs> Five nine one ninety nine. So he's on the smaller end. I think he's a potential nickel corner slash free safety type of guy, which doesn't really fit the Browns. But uh, yeah, you can find some good talent in those the later rounds. Uh, I know you said you haven't seen any of them, but that definitely sounds like an alien name in Star Wars. Oh, does it? Uga Chukwu Amadi. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like a like some kind of like Wookiee hybrid hybrid or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Juan Thornhill is my number one guy. Uh, he's a little older. He's I believe twenty three. Going to be twenty four once the season is uh, already started. But he's versatile. He used to play corner uh, in Virginia and moved over to safety. Tested really well and has very good production. Smart player who, I mean, like I already said, plays multiple spots. And he's a ball hawk, and that definitely helped that he played cornerback. Uh, I think the age thing is not a huge deal to me because you're going to be lucky if you have a safety play for the same team for 10 or 15 years. Sure. So if a guy's 21 versus 23, I don't you know, what's that two years really going to mean bottom line. Uh, but Thornhill is definitely a guy who can come in and play right away. He would be a guy 
at 49 if the Browns could get him. I'd be very pumped about that as well. Um, I think that could fluctuate a little bit because I know there was some hope that Amani Hooker could fall to 49 as well. I think personally I would take him earlier, but there's a chance he could fall to 80 even in the third round. So do you, I mean? Do you still take him though if he's there at forty nine, or do you try to wait? Do you take? Well, that it depends. Chance? Like it depends on who's on the board. Like I don't know. No, I know that. I'm, corner, I'm that cornerback you said. Or... Like I, I'm taking Yasin before him. I'm taking Gardner J- Johnson before him. I'm taking uh, Thornhill before him. Justin Lane before him. There's quite a Jeffrey Simmons. I'm taking quite a yeah. few guys before him, but. If all those guys are off the board, I'd be okay with Hooker at 40. I mean, I have him as my 35th sure. rated guy. I mean, I like Hooker, don't get me wrong. But there's definitely guys I think that could be there that I would take over him. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think the, that wraps it up. Uh, yeah, again, you can uh, find the whole uh, file that's got all of the positions, all of the... The rankings Mark did. We posted links on his Twitter. I shared it on our Cardiac and Kids Twitter so you can find it there. So if you made it this far or you heard it earlier on, go check that out. You know, get the, the full overview. Yeah. Think you, uh, you want to take a quick break and then we'll come back and do uh, our Browns mock draft? Sounds good. We will be right back. All right. So for today's special episode, we're going to finish it off. We are doing an online mock draft ourselves. We are just doing a simulated one on the draftnetwork.com. So we're only doing the Browns picks. We 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 were talking about doing a full like manual draft, but I don't know that much to be be that good to help and also that would take a lot of time. So yeah, I'm gonna release a first round mock draft as well. So if you Mark did his really, own, so yeah, if you really haven't gotten your fix yet of mock drafts, you sure. can check out one more. Yeah, you can you can see his kind of crazy and see what's up with that. So we're gonna get into ours. I am just clicking start now, and we'll kind of like comment on you know what we see early on. So this one has Kyler Murray going one and Nick Bosa at two. You know, so that's that's interesting. Let's see where is he? actually going really fast so oh yeah yeah it, it moves quick so let's see we got simmons still We're on the board there. we got lane on the board rocky sin on the board still all right so we are up here uh the best prospects remaining aj brown jeffrey simmons dexter lawrence justin lane and paris campbell now, Brandon, do you want me to have first pick? I know you said you didn't want the pressure, but now that you see the board here, what are you thinking? I think I'll let you choose. And uh, a guy you didn't get to, somebody we got down here is your your boy Andy Isabella. I talked about him a little bit. Yeah, I, with, are you with make the Odell the trade, I don't. You know, that's tough to take a receiver at forty nine. Uh, I think you so, know just for the sake of the mock draft. Oh, go ahead. So, with the 49th pick in the 2019 NFL draft. Mark selects. I'm going to go with Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle, Mississippi State. 
I think there's there too much is. smoke with him and Dorsey. I mean, Dorsey's pretty like, hey, I like this guy a lot. I would take him. Sure. So it's pretty much a no-brainer, I think, if he lasts the 49. Sure. Beef up that uh, it, it hurts. a little bit. It hurts not drafting Justin Lane there. So, all right, pick number 80. Uh, the top three prospects right now, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Dawson Knox, and cornerback David Long from Michigan. All right, making it tough on me here. I like David Long a lot. He only gave up nine catches last year in the entire season. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of production because he played cornerback very well. They didn't throw towards him. Uh, definitely a longer, bigger type of cornerback. Yeah, I'm just kind of going down here seeing what we got at some other positions. I am going to trust your input because I am just not seeing anything else that's really jumping out at me here. Go to so. the top real quick. See, now, this is this is tough. Do you go for position of need with a guy like David Long, <coughs> who probably fits the uh, Dorsey type of corner as being long and tall? Or do you go with a physical freak like Dawson Knox, who his production wasn't exactly there in college, but he has a world of potential? But it's not a huge need. I think uh, <clears throat> we need to add that depth and address you know, some of them needs and spots on the defense. So I am going to go with... David Long. Okay. So David Long at This is a pretty nice 80. pick. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Uh, Isaiah Johnson was still on the board. I, I know the Browns have... Talk to him a little bit. Almost went with Tyree Jackson, but I don't think we we have our guy that high. (laughs) All right, so we got number 119 coming up here. Wow, a lot of receivers and a lot of running backs still on the board here. Yeah, we know how this this game likes to be played, I guess. Sure, scroll down a little bit for more for me. Uh, There's safety Marcus Blair. Not a real big fan of him. Not a real big fan of... Will Harris here. You know what? Let's go. Uh, I'm going to go with Max Sharping, offensive tackle from Northern Illinois. Picking definitely, up a tackle. Yeah, definitely was a guy I highlighted, obviously, a little bit ago. Would be a real good guy to just kind of ride the bench this year and uh, kind of like Austin Corbett, bench him a year and then have him go hog wild uh, year number two. So at number 119 in the fourth round, Mark selects Max Sharping. Boom, there it is. So, so far we've hit defensive tackle, we've hit cornerback, and we've also hit offensive tackle. We have not hit a safety yet, which, uh, you know, obviously with the signing of Burnett and the trade for Murray is not as big of a need now, but right. still, I would say it's still a need. So, so we, we are pick, in the fifth yeah. round now. Yep. Pick 144. One of our three uh, fifth rounders here. Now, I am looking for someone specific for this pick. Oh, is it Squally Canada? It is not. Oh. It is not indeed. I might have to search for him to see what positions here. Linebackers? That's interior D-line. Oh, interior D-line. If you had Khalil Hodge already, I'm going to slap you. It's the fifth round. 
Look that's, at that. Jermaine Pratt a... is right there, still on the board. Even Ben Burkirvan. Let's see how far. He might be gone already. Nah, he's just down <laughs> oh, there. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I was going to say, Draft Network has him pretty low. I don't know. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have got involved in this. Um. You know, or this could be where we look to possibly pick up uh, that depth running back. Oh. Zigbo still there? Yeah, Mike Weber gonna, still on the board. I gotta go with what I'm familiar with. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, swoop up Mike Weber. Mike Weber here in the no. fifth round. You gotta go with go with what I what I know. Not a bad pick at all. Could be a definite number two running back, especially with Hunt out. All right, let's see. You know what? If I scroll to the top here for me, please. Oh, I already scroll down a little bit, a little bit more. And stop. One up. Up. Oh, no. 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 Number one forty or one sixty-five. I'm gonna go with Jermaine Pratt, linebacker, North Carolina State. It's a steal in the uh, for him to be there in the middle of the fifth. Middle of the fifth round, pick one fifty-five. Mark selects Jermaine Pratt. There it is. Making it hard from what. Making it hard for me to pick uh, Khalil Hodge, I guess. Eh, they could double down still. Need, need that special teams type of depth here. Uh, so, all right, we're at pick number 170. It's our last pick in the fifth round. So far, we've hit cornerback. We've hit safe. I'm sorry, we have not hit safety yet. We've hit cornerback, offensive tackle, defensive tackle, linebacker. Brandon, what are we thinking? I am scrolling on a through. Now, I am kind of... Oh, I see who, I, who I'm liking here. Um, so, with the f 170 in the fifth round, our last fifth round pick, I think it's time to swoop up a wide receiver. Oh. We're going we're gonna to swoop up Jalen Hurd. All right. We're going to go for Freak it. Freak athlete. Yeah. Definitely. Gonna, that's going to take a shot. That's a great guy to have as your fifth wide receiver. We're going to take a good shot here. Brandon, go to the uh, the safeties for me, if you don't mind. We'll, we'll see do. who we got left on the board here. Uh, ooh, I do like Malik Gant. I also like Evan Worthington. Go to interior defensive line, please. All right, I am going to double dip into the interior defensive line because I do not think Trayvon Coley is very good. Yeah, so, but we have Sheldon Richardson and... Richardson, Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi. Uh, sure. Yeah, you need four. You need four of them. So we already took Jeffrey Simmons, who probably won't even play this year. He'll probably have to have a red shirt due to his ACL injury. Sure. So uh, I'm going to go with... Interior defensive tackle Michael Dogby from Temple. 239. Yep. There it is. Pick 189 in the sixth round. Mark selects Michael Dogby. The dog himself. So you're taking 
Squally Canada here next, right? Is that is that it? You're is that the out, pick? Taking your pick, even though you already drafted Mike Weber. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So you can go a couple different routes here. We've not touched safety yet. We've not touched tight end. Uh, interior offensive line and edge. Just haven't done any of that. What are we thinking, Brandon? What position are you looking for? I'm thinking I don't know any but any of these guys anymore. We're, we're out of my range. Um, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. Um, hmm. hmm, hmm, hmm. Seeing if any names jump out at me here. Ooh, Cole Holcomb, North Carolina linebacker. That's one guy who did not make my final cut. I uh, definitely think he's a guy who's going to make me eat crow, however. Uh, good linebacker from North Carolina. You know who's still available here in the seventh round? Khalil Hodge. Khalil Hodge. Yeah. I That's kind of uh, crazy, but, you know, because we have him, you know, kind of like a fifth round guy. There you go. I'm going to double dip as well. There you go. Double, dip. double dipping. Is this our last pick? We it got is. two seventh round. With our last pick in the seventh round, pick number 221, Brandon selects Khalil Hodge. Click on my picks here. Let's run them back down. So to do a recap, if it ever wants to switch over here. Okay, we had some technical difficulties there. Just as I was about to review our picks, it decided to freeze up the page. So we had to run back through ourselves and figure out who we picked. Yeah, so easy. here is a rundown of uh, the final results of our draft. We uh, With our uh, first pick in the second round, we went with S Jeffrey Simmons. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he's going to be there, but it was a blessing that he was. Sure. Uh, the next pick was David Long, the cornerback. Yep. Michigan guy again. <clears throat> then we decided to get into Max Sharping. Good offensive tackle prospect. Definitely sit him a year and then let him go hog wild. And then I guess in this scenario, we uh, were on the fritz about Duke Johnson, so we wanted to sure up that running back position. Go with somebody I was familiar with and Mike Weber. Bring in the Ohio State guy, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. keep st staying true to uh, Ohio. Then follow it up, follow that up with Jermaine Pratt. Yep. Future starting Will linebacker taking over for Kirksey. And then we wanted to bring in some help at the wide receiver position, somebody at the, the end of the roster, young guy who uh, could develop. And Jalen Hurd, good, yep. real athletic freak. freak. We all know that. Followed up by Michael Dogba. Is that Dogba? Dogby, I, Dog be I believe. Yeah. I'm going to call him Dogba. Okay. Replacing cool. Ogba. R.I.P. R.I.P. Ogba. Mm hmm. Lost. Goodbye. Gone, to the, but never forgotten. Goodbye to the Ogba. Hello to the Dogba. There you go. And then finally, I was lucky enough to swoop up one of my favorite late round guys in the seventh round. Khalil Hodge to finish it off. We double dipped in a couple positions. I think it was needed, though. It I think interior really defensive line you needed to because sure. I don't think Simmons is going to play the entire year. And with uh, two guys in uh, Pratt and Hodge, mm -hmm. those are at worst two special teamers. And 
a potential at least a starter and maybe another depth reserve type of guy. Yeah, and I think the ratio of offense to defense is just about right there. We went with three offensive guys and the rest, uh, the other five being defensive guys. Yep. So I think we're definitely going to be sl- selecting more on the defensive side of the ball. So I think we at least got that aspect of it right. We'll probably pick, you know, two or three guys, you know, on the offensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. But overall, it didn't turn out too bad. I like it. Yeah, we, I'd be very happy. I started happy. a little sketchy later in the rounds because I really wasn't, you know, didn't know guys. So I needed Mark to hold my hand a little bit there. Give me some No, I, I like those mid, those mid to late round guys. That would, that would make the draft very, very happy for me. Absolutely. That's going to do it for this week's show. Yeah, and I think instead of doing hot takes, I'm going to ask you a couple questions real quick. Oh, I want God. it on air so that we can uh, compare and see what we, how we did for the draft, all right? All right, I'll do my best. All right. The Browns currently have eight draft picks. How many do they use once the draft is over? How many do they actually pick? <coughs> um... Seven. Okay, so just a, a minor trade up. I think they're going to do make more than one trade. I think they're going to probably trade back at points, and they'll probably maybe trade up once or twice. Hmm. Okay, but uh, I don't many, think they're going to do anything drastic. They're not going to get a ton more picks, or they're not going to just you know sell away three or four of their picks. Hmm. But I think they're going to move up a little bit. They're going to drop back and gather some picks for next year. A little, little mix of both. I, I'm going to go six. I think they'll they'll keep a good portion of it. Uh, question number two: Is Duke Johnson traded during draft week? No. I'm going to say no as well. I think they're actually going to hold on to him. I think so too. Number three, and if you don't know a solid answer for this, since I'm putting you on the spot, it's okay. What's a player that you really, really hope the Browns draft? And what's a player that you really, really hope the Browns do not draft? It can be in any round. Uh, obviously, you know, you can't say Nick Bosa because I right. think we'd both love him. But Kyler Murray. No. no. <laughs> so, yeah, what's a guy that realistically you would like the Browns to draft? It could be Khalil Hodge just because you like him. That's kind of the one that I'm going with is is Khalil Hodge. I Especially if it was in the seventh round, God, mm-hmm. I'd love that. I'm I'm really high on him, even though he's a smaller school guy. He put up really consistent and really good numbers there. So why can't he? He he did it the same place. Cleo Mack did it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleo. That's why I was yeah. I was drawing the connection. So yeah, I think he's got a lot of potential, and I think he could be like a. I think I compared like the impact he could have. You know, it'd be like when we picked up. Jannard Avery in the late round. Sure. Um, as far as a guy I don't want, that's more of a tricky question. Um, I don't know who who do you who do you want? Let's do yours. Maybe we'll, I'll I'll think of mine. There, it's tough because there's a ton of guys that I really really want. There's not a lot of guys that I do not want. Uh, I'm gonna say the guy I really do want. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Rocky Sun. I just I I love the talent. I love his story. Uh, I think if he can just get a little more technical and a little more clean in his uh, 
skills. I think he's just going to be a stud. I think him next to uh, Denzel Ward is great. I would have said Justin Lane. I have Lane higher. I just don't think he's going to last that long. I think Yassin has a better chance of making it to 49 than Lane does. Uh, if Lane does make it, I, I would take Lane, but I don't think it's that realistic. So I'm going to go with uh, Rock Yassin. In terms of guys I do not want, it, it's tough. Like I said, I, there's a lot of guys I really like. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with... Uh, huh. Let me think here. Do you have anybody? Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh, since you're on running backs, I'm gonna go Daryl Henderson. He he's a weird case. He had a lot of he had like a 8.9 yards per carry, which is insane. But his testing numbers were terrible, and he didn't come in size wise as well as he needed to. So between those and being from a small school like he was, I I'm just I don't don't think Daryl Henderson's for me. Um, just for the sake of picking a guy, I'm gonna go with JJ Arkega Whiteside. Wow, really? Yeah, I know nothing about him, but I don't like how uh, it's a long name. I don't like how difficult his name is, and also I like a lot of the other wide receivers around him. But I haven't heard of him. So hmm. This is my first time hearing of him. So I've heard of Butler, Metcalf, Isabella, Brown, Nikhil Harry, Samuel, Marquise Brown, Lauren, McLaurin, Campbell, Riley Redley, all of them. So you're not, not a J-Jaw guy, huh? Not a J-Jaw guy. Nope. Hmm. Not, Interesting. Not with it. He's probably like the coolest guy in the draft to watch. He's, he's just like the super chill dude that everyone likes. But I'm going to take my stance against them for no good reason at all hmm. okay interesting oh i i guess another guy that i don't think i'd be super happy about would be uh <coughs> christian wilkins i don't know how realistic that is but I, i'm not a fan of him i don't know what it is just no nah, i don't i don't see it i have him as a late first early second type of guy but mm-hmm. eh, still just yeah Poor man's Larry Ogunjobi. I love Larry, but should not be a poor man's. Yeah, ain't ain't nobody got time for that. So does that Trevon Coley. What's that? Is that a sure. Trevon Coley yeah. then? Oh, you know what? I, I don't like DeAndre Baker as well from Georgia. I don't, don't like him. Not a fan. But other than that, you know, hey, whatever we end up with, I'm pumped. I'm excited for the draft. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be fun. It, it it's gonna be very fun for sure. Um, again, we will be doing a post draft recap episode. Uh, probably recording it Sunday after the draft is what we're shooting for. So, we will definitely have that coming. Give our thoughts on you know, all, all pretty much everything that happens, and but you know, obviously gonna focus mostly on the Browns picks and. I'm what sure there's going to be some there. some crazy shit. See that where goes Kyler on. Murray goes. See where Dwayne Haskins goes. See you know definitely some of the big names. See where they fall. So, who? Give me give me one crazy prediction. One crazy prediction. Let's hear it. Is it a crazy prediction if the Giants don't draft a quarterback? Mm, I think it's crazy they're not going to draft a quarterback. 
But it, it might not be um, too crazy to think that they won't. All right. Here it is. I don't know if this is that crazy either. I can't think of anything like wild. But the Cardinals decide to pass on Murray, keep Rosen, and Kyler Murray goes to the Oakland Raiders. That That's a pretty bold. I'd say that's pretty bold. I've seen some things about how uh, John Gruden's open to getting a little little crazy. So why not, you know? Yeah, sure. He's, he's starting to open up. Like, you know, he used to be such a hard-nosed guy, but he's starting to open up and see that the league's changing. So that Kyler Murray is definitely the type of guy he'd be open to. What, what does that say for Derek Carr? I don't know. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I think you need to give Derek Carr one more shot with the team that they they're starting to put together around him. But he needs a line. He gets, he's got receivers. I don't know. They probably still need a good running back. Yeah, but, they don't really have anybody right now. Um, if they can protect him and give him some time to throw the ball to Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams and uh, the other former Steeler over there, and the, you know they got they got some good guys on that team. Yeah. So. I think a shot. I think my crazy prediction is still Browns related. I think the Browns will not only have a first round pick, they will have a second <laughs> round pick as well. So you think they're going to trade up from like the third round to get into the first round? I could see them packaging like number 49 and like a 2020 second rounder and maybe something else smaller to get into the first round. And then I think they can take number 80 along with Duke Johnson and maybe a fifth-round pick to get up back up into the second round. We will see uh, We will see Thursday. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm ready to do this. Which I will be dropping this Wednesday, so we'll be... 24 hours away. Ish. Ish. Yeah, more like... 32. Yeah, something like that. More, more along the lines, but yes. You get the point. Thursday's draft day. It's happening. We're going to talk all about it on our next show. But for now, you can take all this information and get ready for it. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.